Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to continue our rankings episode with our top 20 wide receivers. We've put our rankings together. We've got a consensus rank. We'll go over where we have them 1 through 20 and then where me and Jeff actually have them individually. But before we do that, make sure you guys go check us out on Twitter at the FF Profit or Instagram where it's Fantasy Football Profit. We're at YouTube.com slash Fantasy Football Profit. You can check us out all of those places. And if you want to get in to our listener leagues, we have just a couple, just one or two spots left here for the drafts that are going to be happening on August 19th. We have just barely, we've actually opened up another league because of the response we've been getting lately, but there's still only a couple spots left. If you want to get in to that league, just make sure you go on to iTunes, give us a five-star review, let us know that you did. We'll put you in the running. You'll get into the league for a chance to win the championship belt provided by Pro-Am Belts, which go to our Instagram page, you can take a look at that. You can see the photo of the belt there. And then whoever wins the overall championship, which is going to be all league winners face off in week 16, the winner of that gets the belt. So make sure you guys get in that, get the reviews in, let us know, and then jump into the leagues August 19th. All right, Jeff, let's jump into the ranks here. All right, number one and number two, if Antonio Brown, number one, DeAndre Hopkins, number two, and then actually we have a tie for the third spot, Jeff. We got a tie. Julio Jones. Odell Beckham, we both let's say we both had Brown one, we both had Hopkins two, but I went with Julio three, you went with Odell three, I went with Odell four, you went with Julio four. I don't know if that surprises you a bit that I dropped Julio or put Julio ahead of Odell, but I decided to do it. Uh, it surprised me a little bit. I mean, I could pro- I can probably understand your thinking, but why don't you go ahead and try to sell me on that? It's mainly okay. Julio is a pretty consistent wide receiver. We know he's going to get plenty of catches, plenty of yards. There's that whole touchdown thing that people like to bring up. I don't, that's a fluke to me. There's no way a player with that many catches, that many yards, that many opportunities isn't going to score touchdowns. Last year was a fluke. Three touchdowns. He's going to get at least eight this year. At least. It's going to be eight touchdowns. If if his yards stay the same, I mean, 1,400 yards. Last four years, he's gone 1,593, 1,871, 1,409, 1,444 for yards. It's it's ridiculous the amount of catches he gets. He's going to get 150 targets. And Odell is coming off the injury yet. He's he's going to be great. I love Odell, but I just feel more confident in Julio, and that's why I decided to jump up Julio. Because even how great Odell's been, his yardage in his three years before his injury were 1305, 1450, and 1367. Julio completely outpaces him in that regard in yardage, and I think it's going to continue. All right, I mean – I uh, I can understand the argument that uh, Julio has just been a dominant player for so long. We know exactly what we're going to get from him. I And I would say that Beckham is kind of more of an upside play. But um, I don't know. I, I like Odell better. And, and I understand where you're coming from with the TD thing. But at the same time, with that many yards, uh, he's, you know, been in double-digit touchdowns just once. And he, you know, you take out – I mean, it's – these are the touchdowns of his entire career. So he goes 8, 10, 2, 6, 8, 6, 3. And the, really, besides for 2013, uh, where there was kind of a, the anomaly and, and he was hurt or whatever happened with that, he only played five games. Uh, 
you know, the last three, four years, six, eight, six, three, you know, it's hard to say that that is a, a fluke. I, I think, you know, I mean, obviously Matty Ice is still there. Uh, not a whole lot has changed. So you're wondering, is his touchdown production actually going to go up or is that just wishful thinking? And I guess that's where I go because uh, this team really hasn't changed. Why all of a sudden would he get that double digit touchdown in order to kind of pole vault him into that, that next level? I guess that's where my mind is. I just, I, I just think it's going to happen. I don't know (laughs) why I'm thinking that now, but I just think with the yards, if the touchdowns increase slightly, he's going to get that. And I just, it's, it's, it's so close though. It's so close. It's just more confident in the fact that I know the yards are going to be there and the catches should be there and Odell coming off the injury. Yeah, I can get behind that. I mean, you almost, it's hard to believe that a a wide receiver could guarantee you almost 1400 yards every year. Uh, it's pretty crazy. And he's doing that off of, you know, not even a hundred catches. The last two years, he's at 1400 yards with 83 catches, 88. I mean, the guy is really just a freak of nature. He's so dominant, but yeah, the touchdowns do get me. I mean, obviously not enough to fall out of my top five or anything, but, uh, that is why I do like Odell a bit more. I think, uh, I think he has a bit more upside when you're talking about, you know, being able to jump up and maybe that uh, that top two discussion even. All right. Number five, it's Michael Thomas. We both put Michael Thomas number five. And for me, it's just the consistency. We know he's going to get the majority of the targets from Drew Brees. He's going to get a good amount of yards. Touchdowns will be decent. And I think it's just the safety and knowing if you pick Michael Thomas as your number one receiver, you're, you're in a pretty good shape. He might not go get the amount of yardage that Odell or Julio, those kind of guys will get. The touchdowns maybe will be there. Maybe they won't, but you know, he's going to get a hundred catches easy. It's going to be over a thousand yards, more likely 1200. So he's just, I think he's one of the safest options here. So that's going to throw him right at number five, keep him there. Yeah. Uh, you said it exactly right. I think he's incredibly safe and he is the only prime time wide receiver on an offense with a great quarterback. So, you know, he, he's, he's shown his ability. I, I have, I would rest very, very easy if he was my wide receiver one. That's what I love about him so much. Yeah, simple as that. He's not that terribly exciting, but, you know, that's not, you don't always need exciting for fantasy football if you get a guy that's just going to put up numbers like that and keep you in it. So, number six, I'm going to move number six. It's actually a tie. We have a three way tie between our consensus ranks here for number six. So, we got AJ Green, Devontae Adams, and Keenan Allen. So, the Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen one's a lot easier because it's, I, you had Devontae Adams seven, I had him eight. I had Keenan Allen seven, you had Keenan Allen eight. So those are just swapped around. AJ's where we had the little bit of difference. I have him ninth, you have him sixth. So, and it's not really, to me, there's honestly not a lot of difference between these guys. And that's why they were in, they were within three spots for me and they were within three spots for you. So I think that's, I'm just starting to like Keenan Allen a little more again, move him slightly up my ranks. AJ, I guess I'm only worried because I don't trust Andy Dalton. That's probably it. And Devonta Adams, he's still, I like Devonta Adams a lot. That's why he's in my top 10. I still need to see a little bit from him this year, obviously, before I vault him way up there. But he has Aaron Rodgers. He's number one wide receiver. He should be great. So you don't have as much worry about AJ as I do, do you? No, and I, I, that's why he kind of is always up here every year. Um, yeah, I mean, if if you wanted to downgrade him a few spots like you did, uh, and you want to throw Devontae Adams, Keenan Allen, I love both those guys. I have no issue with that. Um, I, I 
AJ, for me, just edged them out a bit. And it's mostly because, once again, it's a very, very safe guy to have. Um, but, you know, he as long as he doesn't miss games, which I know he did in 2016, he's almost guaranteed to be a top 10 guy. Um, and, and that's with Dalton. And I, I've never been a huge Dalton fan. I don't think he's anything spectacular. But I know that even with the number one corner against him, doubling up uh, with no run game, he like last year, he will probably end up number 10. And if you hopefully Mixon will take that next step, the run game will be a little bit better and John Ross will be healthy, which will hopefully get the uh, defense to loosen up just a bit for him. I think that he can continue that. I, I don't really see him making another step because he's always been so good, but I, I think he's, uh, I think he's a wide receiver one and just incredibly safe uh, wide receiver one. So that's why he kind of is over those guys. But uh, like you said, Devontae Adams should be very good. And he moved up a ton, obviously, as soon as Jordy was out of the picture in my mind. Um, I, I think he's going to be a real star there. And then uh, once again, if you're talking about Keenan Allen, he's been my my guy for how long? And I, I love the fact that he's been healthy last year and he really, uh, <laughs> he, he proved his, uh, his worth, his weight in gold, definitely. And uh, especially in a PPR, I think I would probably, I would definitely move Keenan Allen up above both of those guys. Um, but in standard, he happens to fall in uh, third place as far as AJ, then Devonte, and then Keenan. So, um, but yeah, you're right. I, I think that all three of those guys are in the same ballpark. It's almost kind of a, a tier with them. But then the actual, let's say the actual consensus ranks puts it Keenan Allen, AJ Green, Devonte Adams actually. So they have eight. We're we're similar though. Our top eight so far is the same exact top eight as consensus. It's not like we tried. We're not trying. I'm not looking at that list and trying. It's just that's how it happens to fall, I guess. Yeah. And I have a feeling, I think maybe this is your segue and I'm stepping on it, but I feel like after eight, uh, I think there is a lot uh, a lot of guys that can be shuffled up here. I, I think that some people uh, will get hyped up and some people will fall. So I think after this, uh, I think we're going to about to deviate from the, the path normally taken, I would assume. This one is the same exact consensus number nine. But we differ quite a bit on it. I was going to say, I was actually, I'd be surprised. And it's Mike Evans. Okay. Yeah, I am um, not my number nine, but number 11. Yeah, not that far off. My number six. So. Wow. Wow. He's okay. vaulted. He vaulted recently. Okay. Whoa, whoa. This is one that I, I'm not going to agree with you on. And this is after, this is me. I had him ranked incredibly high two years ago. And last last year without Jameis, he really was hurting and once again, Winston is going to be out for what the first three, four games. So, what uh, <laughs> what's what your what's your thinking with Mike Evans at number six? I, my Mike Evans love has taken over my um, sanity. I think that's pretty much what's happened. And I don't know. I don't know. I, I it might, maybe I'm buying into hearing. I should stop hearing training camp stuff. I should stop listening to it. You hear the thing? Oh, Mike Evans looks great again, and it gets in my mind, and I put him up too high. I just think last year was a little fluky with where he ended up ranked. He ended up as, let me see here, what, the 20th ranked wide receiver at the end of the year? But you think he had a really poor season and such, but he still had a 1,000 yards. He still got that 1,000 yards. I just really, really, really believe that this guy is going to bounce back and go put up more of 2016 numbers because that's how good he really can be. He's still only 25 years old. Most receivers don't break out as early as Mike Evans did, so I think he still has room to grow a little bit here. And it'll be more of that 2016, 96 catches, 1,300 yards, 12 touchdowns. He's had 12 touchdowns in two of his 
four seasons. Then he had the two game seasons where, for some reason, he touchdowns were only three and eight or three and five, eight total for those two years, and then twenty four for the other two. It's a strange thing. I just think he's capable of that twelve. Not only even without Jameis there those first couple games, Fitzpatrick will throw the ball to him. He'll throw the ball up, no problem. I think having a couple of other good receivers is actually going to help him. Just the, you can't completely key on him if like if Chris Godwin does step up like I think he can and become a little bit more of a factor. And Deshaun Jackson, I guess, is still there. Maybe OJ Howard does something. I just think Evans is going to jump up, and I think that why I put him at six is his potential. I just feel he has greater potential. Then the Keenan Allen, Devontae Adams, A.J. Green group. Well, I mean, A.J. Green's similar potential for that. But I just, I love Mike Evans. I always have. Still only 25 years old. I think he's going to be jumping up there this year and proving that he's one of the best receivers in the league. And there, I convinced you. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I have to agree with you on the, the possibility because he is a really good wide receiver. But um, after last year, I just, uh, you know, in – I mean, uh, maybe call me old fashioned, trying to be a little safer on this, but, uh, to, to put him above Devonta Adams, Keenan Allen and AJ, I just, Ooh, if they were there, I would definitely take all three of those guys before I, I take Mike Evans, who he wasn't bad last year, but like you said, he he's a riskier pick. So I have a hard time taking him as my wide receiver one. I guess that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I mean, it, like a Devonte Adams, though, if it's not for the touchdowns, if Evans just gets those touchdowns, which to me are a little flukier. Adams with seventy-four catches, eight hundred eighty-five yards. It's nothing special. No, but but he did that with uh, what Hudley for half the year. So now you have Aaron Rodgers. I mean, yeah, I can give you that a little bit, I guess. But I, I just I get, yeah, I get where your head's <laughs> at. Um, it's a stretch for me. I'm not going to agree with you, but I, I get where. I mean, a number eleven. It's not like it's a huge, huge difference, but um. I, I would I would go with the safety pick, but Mike Evans legitimately could catch thirteen touchdowns. Like he is that good and that uh, excellent in the red zone. It, it just scared me off as soon as Jameis uh, got suspended again. That's that's pretty much what it came down to. <laughs> All right, number ten is going to be T. Y. Hilton. Your number nine, my number eleven. Okay, and yeah, he he's the one that moved up maybe the most for me since our. Uh, like preseason, like very early rankings that we did. I absolutely love this guy. And the fact that Luck looks like he is going to be back for sure. He hasn't had any setbacks. Uh, this guy is going to be his old self again. And uh, I love him even more because I think people will sleep on him and be a little afraid to take him. And I'm hoping that maybe I can steal him as a wide receiver too in one of my drafts because I, I think he's just the real deal and he gets a ton of yards and love him with Luck. Yeah, and you can see that a little bit in the ADP, but he has moved up to the number 10 rank in consensus. He is the 10th consensus rank, but when you factor in ADP, he's the 13th. So even though people expect, you know, you should rank him here, he doesn't quite get drafted that way, which I can see. So I just expect a completely healthy Andrew Luck. I think it's going to be a great offense. People, for some reason, people are just sleeping on how good Andrew Luck is. They're not raising him up enough in the ranks, and T.Y. Hilton's going to be the He's going to benefit from this completely. I mean, 2016, 91 catches, 1,400 yards. He's good. He's the main guy there. He's going to get all the catches. So he's yeah, easy I, top 10 for me. The fact that he was even ranked, I mean, he was ranked 24th last year and he had what, like Brissett throwing to him. <laughs> they had such a bad offense that that, that blew my mind alone. So I, I think this guy is ready just for a, a huge comeback this year. And then number 11 is going to be Tyreek Hill. He's my 13th ranked player, your 10th ranked player. 
But this kind of range, there's a lot of guys that I think we both probably feel are similar. And you can rank them, however. I just, I ranked Hill maybe slightly lower because there's a couple guys, I guess I just like more below him. There's not, it's not a crazy difference, but I just have a couple players that I'm a little more confident in. But this is pretty much the range for Hill. He's actually consensus wise, he's 14th. He's slightly dropped a little bit. Not sure, but he's getting drafted as the 10th best. Not really sure for the why the drop is there. I guess I'm slightly hesitant on the fact that I haven't seen Mahomes play yet. That's maybe why. Or you could go the other way and say Mahomes has the big arm. He's going to throw it deep to Tyreek Hill, on the, and it's going to be all good. So you go either way with it. Yeah, and this is, I mean, what I have. Tyreek at number 10. And even that, uh, he's another guy that you could sell me on a few other guys. Like You're right, in that same range. Uh Mahomes does scare me off a bit, and the fact that he has Watkins on the other side, you don't know if he'll like get a rapport with Watkins instead of Tyreek. Um, but man, I mean, the guy is so good that I think they would have to be insane not to put the ball in his hands as much as possible. And you know, it, it's not like they do get a new quarterback, but the offense is going to remain the same, and they know how deadly that guy is. So I, I'm, I'm kind of staying the course, but he is. I understand why people stay away just a little bit uh, more than they than they would have if, if Alex Smith and, and you know, the offense was going to be exactly the same as last year. And let's move on to number 12. He's both of our number 12 ranked player. It's Adam Thielen, who just should be, I think, a very safe option. He's going to catch a lot of balls. He has a better quarterback this year. He's in a good offense. But the only problem is he shouldn't be ranked. Maybe he shouldn't be ranked second because he's only the number two receiver on his team, right? <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. But no, he's great. 91 catches, 1,200 yards. He just he has he didn't he hasn't caught many touchdowns yet in his career. He's only caught ten total touchdowns. I I think that's again touchdowns to me are a little fluky sometimes because I mean the whole Julio Jones not catching touchdowns, Amari Cooper not catching touchdowns when he's got these great players. It's slightly fluky sometimes to me. Um, I don't really think that's a factor. I think he'll be fine. It's a different quarterback. It's a different. It's a whole different thing. So that could jump up if he all of a sudden caught eight nine touchdowns. I mean. Then he, he vaults up there if he can continue the other numbers. He's way up there. So he's a very solid pick. He's just that guy, though. Even though we've ranked him 12th, which puts him as like a the, the last wide receiver one, typically. I'd so, I mean, he should be a wide receiver. He's like a wide receiver two in my mind. He's the perfect wide receiver two. So that's what you have to hope you're getting him as your, your wide receiver two, and then you feel great. Right. Yeah. Incredibly safe pick. Uh, I mean, I. I to your point, I, I love the fact that he hasn't caught a lot of touchdowns because I feel like you're not getting him at the peak then. And even if he does catch a few more touchdowns and, and his yards go down a bit, like I just think this is a very safe way to predict that he is going to finish in that top 15. It's almost like a guarantee as long as he stays healthy. I, I think that's what I love about him so much. He's an incredibly safe pick. Yep. And that's thing is, though, the next guy, number 13, is a player I like a little bit better than him. His teammate, Stefan Diggs, my 10th, your 15th, 15th. a little bit further, further down. He just got signed to a five-year, $81 million deal. So you know the Vikings believe in him. They see how good he, this guy is. What is he? He's 24 years old right now, I believe. Still only 24. Yeah, he's not, he's not going to be 25 till November. I just – this is – this isn't one to really base off the stats because he's, I mean, he's had those huge games we've seen. He hasn't been able to put it together for a full season. Some injuries have factored into that. I just, when you watch him play, I just feel like you can see the talent there. And that's why 
he has just been jumping up my my board this year to the top ten. I just think he is one of the most talented receivers out there, and I, w- I want to get him on pretty much all my teams. I have him on quite a few so far, so that's why Diggs is my number ten. But he's your fifteen. Why exactly is that? Well, there's there's some question marks with him, and I, I you know, once again, if you're going to be going for a wide receiver one, two, I want to go for the safety a little bit. I agree with you on the talent. I think his ceiling is very, very high, and especially with Cousins coming into town, I love his the possibility with him. But at the same time, he's always been kind of injury prone. Um, you know, missed three games the first two seasons, and then two last season, and last season really, uh. You know, 850 yards on, you know, 64 catches. And he did have, but the eight touchdowns saved him. But the years before that, he only had three and four. And yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things. Like if his touchdowns do regress at all, um, you know, I could see where he wouldn't be worth that, that wide receiver one pick. And that's kind of why he, he falls at number 15 for me. I think he is an exciting wide receiver too. Uh, but he's just not quite at that wide receiver one. I have to see it first, at least from him, and he has to try to stay a little healthier for me. So I, I love the potential, but that that's why he, he gets downgraded just a tad. All right, let's move on to number 14. This is the guy that we are actually way ahead of consensus on, way ahead of ADP on. It's Brandon Cooks, and he's our, so he's our 14th. He's your 13th. He's my 17th. Consensus ranks put him at 23rd and ADP's 21st. So we both like him a lot more than everyone else does. And I think part of the reason for me is, I mean, we've seen how good he is over the years. The only knock you ever have on him is week to week consistency. Cause you know, at the end of the year, he's going to be, you know, top 10 guy. He almost always is. I think people, for some reason with this whole thing with the Rams, I don't know. I, I think people overvalue Robert Woods and overvalue Cooper Cup. Because I think they're good receivers, but they are not anywhere near the level or the talent of Brandon Cooks. And once Jared Goff finds that out, this is the guy he's going to be looking to throw the ball to all the time. I just don't think those other guys can compare to him. So Brandon Cooks, I mean, you even have him four spots higher than I do. So Yeah. I mean, I, once again, I think I, I really do love this guy. I think he is a tremendous wide receiver. And, and we've already seen this guy on, what, two different teams and – uh, you know, the last three years he was ranked as a wide receiver, number 12, eight, and seven. And I realized he played with two of the greatest quarterbacks ever in our lifetime right now with, with Bruce and Brady, Breeze and Brady. But, um, you know, I think Goff really turned a corner last year. And like you said, he is going to be the number one without a doubt. And even better, he's not touchdown dependent. He runs clean routes. He catches the ball. He's going to be able to do a lot of things and become uh, Goff's security blanket, I believe, who no one has come out and really done that yet. And I think that's why a lot of people loved Cooper Cup so much because they saw that that relationship forming. And I really do believe that Cooks is going to be that for him for a long time. And um, I don't think they would have went ahead and let Sammy Watkins go and sign a guy like this, unless this is the type of wide receiver they really needed for, for Goff. So I I understand why people kind of stayed away. He's kind of an unsexy pick really. Um, because even if you have him on your team, you're, you, you know, he's just steady every week and he doesn't, he probably won't win you a week, but he'll just continuously make you points. Uh, but I, I think he's going to be very, very good. Very, very solid. So I, I love him. I love him this high. I have no issue with it, but, um, you know, I, I 
I kind of assumed that his stock was going to drop as soon as he went to LA. Well, the best part about it is because we, we, we have him up here, but the rest of the, everyone doesn't, we can get him at a great value. And he is almost, if we play, like we play in 10 team leagues, sometimes 23rd ranked player. He's a, he's a wide receiver three. And that's, and he's very close to wide receiver three in a 12 team. I think that is, that's an awesome value. If you get Brandon Cooks as your third in a league. That, no, I mean, that'd, that'd be, oh, that'd be amazing. Right. I, I think he's going to be great. And there are also the other argument against him is, oh, look at the Saints traded him and the Patriots traded him. Okay. Sure they did. But they also got first round picks for him. So if teams are willing to give away a first round draft pick two years in a row for Brandon Cooks, that means something in the NFL. First round draft picks. Don't just are just handed out like that. You have to be pretty good to have one of those, you know, traded for you. So I think the team and shoot, then he just got the extension. The Rams know how good he can be. So they wouldn't have done that if they didn't. Here's another guy I say who we think should be really good, has the talent to be really good. Hasn't quite didn't do it last year. He's done it I mean before that, but Samari Cooper at number fifteen on our ranks, who is my fifteenth, your eighteenth, so you're just slightly lower, but we're both higher than where he came in last year. That's for sure. And I just don't know what to think about last year. I don't know what that was. 48 catches, 680 yards. The funny thing is he had more touchdowns last year than he did his first two seasons. He only had six and five the first two, but he, you know, had 72 catches, a thousand yards, 83 catches, 1100 yards. And then this year, he had, or last year he had more touchdowns, but I don't know what else happened. I just know what we can, we see an extremely talented player out there think that's going to show. We hope that's going to show. It should show. So we're going to keep him up here. But I hesitate every time I'm in the spot to pick Amari Cooper. I really do. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, he he's a rough one because I think he is going to be a, a boomer bust kind of guy. He, he is going to either make someone's, you know, season or, and because I know people are going to pick him extremely high because of he is a really talented guy and they keep hyping him all all season about how Gruden is going to use him all over the field and he's going to do this and that. And, you know, the, the truth is there was not a whole lot of rhyme or reason why he did so poorly last year. And I, that definitely comes into, uh, you know, to my decision-making. I, I don't know what it was. The first two years were pretty much the exact same. They didn't really change too much, you know, about hundred yards more, uh, you know, one less, <laughs> one less touchdown, but it was pretty much the ex- same exact stat line. And then right when we think he is going to do a lot better, he has a giant regression. I mean, absolutely giant. And even more so, he had the most touchdowns he ever had, like you said, seven. And he only, he did that with only 48 catches. And I, you could blame that on, you know, Carr and how they were talking, you know, he has injuries last year and all of that, but, um, I, I tell you the truth, I don't think Carr's numbers really represent a drop off that much. I don't think it was necessarily all him. Uh, so in that case, I I have to hedge my bet, put him at eighteen. But he's just too good not to put him up here, especially with all the good press. But he is a very very scary guy to pick high because he he really could hurt you like he did last year. Yeah, and that that is the worry with him. So that's the only reason you might hesitate. In yeah. It's that's that's my my fear with him, but um, I know the talents there is you, if you get him as your number two and he ends up performing like he should, all of a sudden, I mean you got a number one, so that's where you take a little risk, I guess, to get a player like that and he could become a number one receiver like we think he's capable. 
All right, number 16. Now, this is a guy that I still haven't lowered despite him finding himself on the pup list right now because he can still be taken off. I'm going to, I'm just waiting. I mean, I guess there's another guy that next on the list that I guess I, I did drop because of injury, but I haven't dropped. It's Alshon Jeffrey. He's your 20th, my 14th. I think I haven't dropped him because of the injury because I actually find it to be a good thing because he had surgery on his rotator cuff, which he played with injured all last year. So I just feel when he comes back fully healthy, he's going to be great this year. He played very well last year, injured the whole time. So that's kind of, I guess, where my mind is on Alshon because he's going to play on a great team. You have him 20th, which, I mean, I'm fine with him anywhere in this range. If if he gets closer to the season and his injury is still there, I'm obviously going to drop him down. But I still think he could just become a better value at that point, which is actually, I would kind of I wouldn't mind if there's worry about him because you could end up picking him up at, for pretty good value as maybe your third receiver even at that point. So what do you think about Alshon? Well, I mean, he's a, he's a great player. He's a good pick. Um, but yeah, the injury does scare me a little bit. And, and more so, I don't think that, um, his numbers will be all that different from last year. And, you know, he finished what 16th overall last year, I believe. Um, and, you know, I think some guys are going to kind of jump above him. So he, he does range at number 20. But if you wanted to take him instead of Amari Cooper, say, which I have Amari Cooper two spots above him, I'd have no real issue with it. Um, but yeah, that that offense is so good. They spread the ball around so much that I don't think that he'll have he'll have a year that he has you know a hundred catches with you know ten touchdowns. I just I don't see a huge jump. I think he's once again. I think he is just a, a great guy to have on your team. And if he was your number two, I'd be very very happy about it. So, well, and part of it is which we'll get into our next episode when we go over the next part of the wide receiver ranks is we have a big difference in Nelson Aguilar ranks. So that might factor into why you have Alshon lower than I do. Oh, um, okay. So you have him. Okay. Well, I can't wait well, to talk about that. Yeah, <laughs> we, we have a little bit of a difference. So that's why, I mean, that could factor in a little bit. So let's move on. Number 17, it's Doug Baldwin. You're 17th, my 18th. It recently got a little bit of an injury. We don't really know the status of that, but that's enough to just make me hesitate slightly to put him in this range. But again, it could actually just make his value that much better. But there's also, there was always the worry of the fact that this team isn't maybe that good, but that also could mean they're in shootouts. I don't know. Doug Baldwin, though, he's always that interesting player where I never wanted wanted him as my number one. He's always a pretty solid number two. But, you know, a little bit of injury worry. So we drop him down. He's probably going to miss most of the preseason. I think he'll be back for week one. That anytime that happens, like with Alshon, now with Doug Baldwin, you get a little bit worried that you're drafting a guy at this level and he might not be there. Yeah, without a doubt. The the injury actually did really uh it dropped him a a, a few spots for me. I just I don't like that. Um he's in you know, he's starting to get up there a, a bit in age. I know he's gonna get beat up because he is the number one and really the only guy that uh you can count on. So and the truth is he he's kind of trending down every year just a bit by bit and you know going from 2015 where he had that astronomical 14 touchdown season which was you know the anomaly no one really expected him to repeat that but the very next year drops to seven half of that and he you know he hovered around there he got eight touchdowns last year but he also dropped below a thousand yards for the first time in the three um and that's when they were in a lot of shootouts. So the fact that he's slowing down a bit already, and then on top of that, he already 
you know, tweaked his knee or whatever and is going to miss the entire preseason, which he doesn't really need, to be honest. But at the same time, it's just, you know what I mean? It's just little little by little kind of chipping away at my my security with him because, you know, he doesn't really have that huge high ceiling. He was more of a, a safety net that I liked about him the most. So now that he is less safe, you know, he takes a hit on the the rankings for me. All right. Number 18. It's Juju Smith-Schuster, your 14th ranked player. It's my 22nd ranked player, so I'm a little lower. I guess I just don't trust as much him. I don't trust him as much because how much can you really trust a guy who only had 58 catches? I mean, I don't know. So, lowered him a little I bit. I mean, okay. True. <laughs> I know true. he's good. He's good, catches. but. Yeah. 58 catches, but with those 58 catches, he was ranked 15th overall last year. He's with a, a crazy, you know, offense. He's going to have Antonio Brown that is going to get all the respect in the world. And he wasn't even a starter to begin last year. And, you know, with Martavis Bryant, they thought he was going to be kind of the red zone guy. Um, so really, not that he completely wasted it, but I, I think he ended up missing three games. And he, you know, for the first two that he played in, he wasn't even heavily uh, you know, targeted. So I think that he even has the ability to take that number and amp it up, uh, you know, to more of the 80 range. And I, th- I just think that this guy could be uh, just an absolute game changer. And I, I do think people are sleeping on him a, a little too much. Yeah, I guess I'm, I, I lowered him. I mean, it's not far to 22, but it's mainly the other guys ahead of him are number ones on their teams. And he's always well, probably what my second ranked number two receiver, I'm guessing behind, whoever you decide is the number two in the Adam Thielen, Stefan Diggs combo there. So he's, I still like him. I just, I'd like to go for the number ones a little bit more, I guess. That's my yeah, only I mean, change. Yeah. I was going to say, you can't, I can't really fault you for that. I mean, technically it is a safer pick if they are in the number ones. Yeah. Um, that's that's still yeah. my only difference. Yeah. I, I just think this guy is, is something special. I think he's a whole different breed. I mean, seven touchdowns and 900 yards and 58 catches last year. Uh, he just showed, you know, it was just unbelievable. And then even more so, if you really do think that Bell is going to hold out, which I don't, I think he should be even higher for you because they're going to throw the ball that much more. So I, I think the sky's the limit for this kid. I, I, I really do. All right. Number 19, it's going to be Marvin Jones. Number 16 for you. Number 21 for me. So we're just slightly different, but not, you know, terribly different. We um still, it's actually now he... When we first did wide receiver ranks a couple months ago, we did our initial ranks. We were way ahead on Marvin Jones compared to consensus, but he's come up a little bit. He's now 21st in consensus. He's still only getting drafted as the 25th. So the people, you know, the actual drafters haven't come around on that. He's the number one. He did really, he's he's played great. I don't see why he can't repeat again. He was, what what did he finish last year? I don't even remember now. He's top 10. Fifth. Yeah, yeah, fifth. fifth. That's unreal when you really think about it. So. This is to me kind of feels like you're getting Marvin Jones feels like a steal to me. No, absolutely. He is. I, I don't understand what the hesitation to pick him is anymore. Um, you know, especially after last year, the, the year before that, he upset people. He didn't really perform. I totally get it. Uh, but Stafford has always been in, in a very sneaky, good quarterback. He's or, you know, he's always the top 10 of, of fantasy. Uh, they throw a lot. He has Tate on the other side, who is definitely a possession guy. They need him in the red zone. And, uh, I mean, he got, and he really only caught 61 balls. So the fact is, if he really does bump up and you get to 80, say, 
even if those are a lot more like shorter passes or anything of that nature, that'd be fine. That is going to skyrocket his yards. And he had 1100 on 61 catches with nine touchdowns last year. And I, I think that the, with Matt Patricia there as well, I think that maybe they'll, it'll be even better for him because I think there'll be a little more balanced of a, an offense um, with the the run game where it was completely just absent last year. <laughs> so I think that could actually help him out. Um, and you, you know, you see where he comes from as well. I'm not saying they're going to be like as prolific as the Patriots or anything like that, but um, I, I think that they're going to get him some easy catches where last year, you know, they kind of made him go up and get everything. Um, and he still did tremendous. So I, I love this guy. I do. I'm going to try to get him on as many teams as possible because I think he's really undervalued right now. And he's ranked in consensus one spot ahead of Golden Tate, but he's getting drafted two spots below Golden Tate. And this is all standard. We're what? talking standard here. Okay. Yeah. I never understand that. I mean, would you ever pick Tate over Jones? Not, not in standard. I can get, I understand the mindset in PPR with Tate getting 90 some catches a year, but. It's, I mean, we don't have it close. Neither of us. We'll talk about Tate next time, but spoiler alert, he's 27th for both of us. So we're not close on that. I don't, I don't know. I want Marvin Jones. Tate's going to be very good, but I just think he has kind of a, he's going to catch the 90 balls for a thousand yards and that's about what he's going to do. Jones has a chance to catch get a lot more big plays, a lot more touchdowns. And he's going, I mean, as a 25th player off the board in ADP, that is a third receiver. Again, Marvin Jones is your third receiver. I, I mean, I love that. That yeah, is, that, I mean, it's mind blowing to think. And even if he doesn't repeat and be a top, I mean, he was fifth, fifth. He was fifth. <laughs> but even even if he doesn't repeat that, right? Even if he was, you know, I mean, man, even if he was the twelfth, thirteenth, which is not a stretch by any, you know, by any reach of the imagination. I don't think that should be that hard for him to get back to. You are getting an absolute steal, and all of a sudden you're 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 rocking a wide receiver one and two wide receiver twos, and and who knows, possibly even better than that. I, I just think this is a no brainer. I don't I don't understand the hesitation. All right, one more guy to finish out our list. He comes in twentieth for us, but we both had him nineteenth. It's Larry Fitzgerald. He just keeps doing it. Yeah, keeps doing it every year. He's gonna catch you. I mean, last three years he's at one hundred and seven, one hundred nine, hundred nine. 1,000 yards. Touchdowns will be decent. He's going to probably put together one of those years again. He's never had less than 100 targets in a season. He's going to do it again. He's going to be up there. You know, I don't think he has, he doesn't have that potential in his standard anymore to get way up there, but he's going to be, he's still going to be really good. But eh, I think you can't go wrong with Larry. You just can't. He's very solid. If you want, if you want that safety on your team, you just pick up Larry Fitzgerald and you'd feel pretty good at your, even as your number two, you should feel pretty solid. Again, obviously, I always say this, but you'd rather miss number three. But, <laughs> you know, he's getting drafted as the 18th player. He's great. Consensus 16th. So we're slightly low on him. But he's great. He's going to be good. He's going to be consistent. If you just want those points at your number, if you're wide receiver two, you easily could put Larry Fitzgerald there and be safe and feel good about it. Yeah. And- he he's always an interesting player because I feel like he's always undervalued every single year, and I I totally understand it. Every year he gets a little bit older, and you're always wondering. You know, you had Palmer, like when's he gonna fall apart? Now you have Bradford, you're like, when's he gonna fall apart? But I mean, he is just he has been very very consistent, and there has been times where he fell off. And I mean, it's not like every single year you can count on him, but I mean, last year he was ninth. 
And, you know, and that was with kind of a, a hurt Carson. I think Bradford is a very good fit for him. And if Bradford goes away, you still have Rosen. And I, I really think that Fitzgerald would is a perfect wide receiver for a young guy because he's going to be possession. He's not going to be counted on to make, you know, these difficult throws down the field. I think he can really pump out, you know, <laughs> once again, 90 balls down the, the middle of the field and, and get a bunch of yardage that way. So I think another year of Fitzgerald will be very good. Um, but once again, uh, you know, I, I'd be afraid to take him too high above this. I just think he's incredibly safe and incredibly skilled player still. And I think you'll get your value if you draft him in the, in, you know, right around the 20 range. Um, because I think, you know, I think at worst he would probably end up being that, that low end wide receiver three. Uh, I think that's kind of the worst case scenario this year. I agree with that. He's, he's, that's about the worst he can do. He's going to be pretty solid. I do like sometimes a little bit more upside when he gets down to this level, but yeah, I've won plenty of leagues just being safe too. So you can, this depends on how the rest of your team is. If you go running back to early, you get, you know, if you even go like, if you go the three running back route early, like we've tried sometimes go running back, running back, running back, and he, then he's your number two. That's different. That's, I, then I'm pretty safe with, it. I feel pretty good about that. It all just depends on what you have ahead of him. And that could be a good strategy there. But I think it's going to do it for our top 20 wide receivers. We'll be back with our next episode. We're going to do ranks 21 through 40. We're going to keep going. Part two of the wide receiver ranks. of We're probably going to have three parts. We're going to go all the way to 60 and beyond, maybe a little bit, as we go this week in wide receiver rankings week. We'll talk to you guys next time.